Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of gospel reflection, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Rob Longo and Rick Kackman. Welcome one and all. Good to be here, David. Hi, David. Awesome, awesome. Today we have a great gospel. It comes from John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. So if everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, and again, turn to John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. We're going to break open the bread of life. But Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us break open the bread and see how Jesus wants to teach us so we can walk out His way? this day of our lives. Absolutely. Let us pray in the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this moment. Help us to be in the moment with you. Help us to, to live a life uh, just being on mission for the moment because you have something to store for us now, right now. So please, Lord, open our hearts to receive your love. Come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts fill our hearts to overflowing so we just have a burning desire to get to know you to love you and to serve you now so we can be happy here and supremely happy forever with you in heaven. Lord, please mm. be with everyone that's listening right now. Be with them. Be with their families and their friends uh, in their moments right now. Lord, bless them and protect them and give us all the courage to share the good news with everyone that we meet through our actions, through our love, through our joy, through our peace, and, and when necessary, through our words. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Rick, do you mind giving us a little gospel love this morning? Sure. The reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Thanks, Rick. The, uh, David, the, the first thing that jumped out at me was the line um, that, you know, about Andrew, that he was one of the two that heard John and followed Jesus. Heard John, followed Jesus, right? And uh, it's just really cool to, to know that God loves us so much. You know, he, he didn't need John the Baptist. He doesn't need us, but he, he loves and desires us and, and, and chose to include us 
in the plan of salvation, that, that we can lead others through our actions and, and through our words. We can lead others to Jesus. And, uh, and at the end of the day, it's, it's not about us. So uh, it's just really cool to see that, 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 John, you know, that, that Andrew heard John heard John, but followed Jesus. So I just look back in my life on the people that I've heard that inspired me to follow Jesus, and I thank God for them, you know, for the books that I've read that inspire me to follow Jesus, for the CDs or the movies that I've listened to or watched that inspire me to follow Jesus. So, uh, so thank you, God, for putting those people and those, those material uh, into my life uh, that I've heard or listened to that uh, inspired me to follow Jesus. So. And that's, that's amazing because as you shared that, what came to my heart is the scripture verse that says, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers. Because you can hear all about Jesus. You can hear all about the Bible. You can hear all these wonderful things. But when we choose to follow Jesus, it's going to cause us to change. Because Jesus doesn't walk up to a computer screen and go to places he's not supposed to. Jesus doesn't walk into places where he's not called to be. Okay, so when we say our yes... And we hear about Jesus and how he can change your life. He can give you hope and joy and peace and all the things that money can't buy and the world can't fill, that ache of our hearts. When we follow him and we actually, again, our yes is a call to action. When we hear about him, it's an invitation. But it's our free will yes that causes change. And then, you know, I love the question. Jesus says, what are you looking for? Why do you want to follow Jesus? Why do you want to have him in your life? Is it for your good, notoriety, fame, money, material things? Is that what it's for? Or do you want to follow Jesus because you love him? Amen. Because you recognize that all gifts come from him, that he is the source and the summit, that he is the creator who created you, God the Father. Son, Holy Spirit created you to be who you are. Do you recognize him? And that, and that goes back to the first sentence. John recognized Jesus as what? The Lamb of God. Do I recognize Jesus as that? Do I look at a crucifix and do I see the Lamb of God, the only begotten Son of God, that God the Father provided for, to take the place for me on that cross for the punishment due for my choice for sin. Do I look at that crucifix and say, oh my goodness, Lord, you are truly the lamb who paid the price that I couldn't pay. You gave your life for my choice to sin. You took the punishment. You took the scourging. You took the mockering. You took the nails. You gave your life for me. Do I recognize him as John the Baptist did truly? As the sacrificial lamb who gave the greatest gift he could give for me, the gift of his life. And then, do I live a life that reflects that truth? Do I? Well, and then Andrew took all that, 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 that beautiful gift that he received of beholding the lamb of God and experiencing the lamb of God. And who did he search out? He searched out his brother. Right? And some, sometimes in my life, the hardest people to, to share to share Jesus with, to share the good news with, are, are those closest to me and my, my family. And I think back, wow, why, why, why is this so difficult? And usually it's not because of Jesus. It's usually because of me, right? And, and the times that I just try to you know, beat people over the head or, or talk too much, and, and, and at the end of the day, it really is not listening, right? So for me, I just want to put myself in a position to, to be a better listener, 
So I'm asking God now, please, Lord, help me to be a better listener. So if I have if I have opportunities with my brother, my sister, anybody in my family, uh, that I can listen to their story, listen to what's on their heart, listen to what they're struggling with, because we have the answer. But if we beat people over the head with the answer, which is Jesus, you know, usually the people will recoil and, and, and turn away. But if we give them a chance to tell their story, to share mm-hmm. what's going on in their lives, to, you know, if, if God willing, reveal some wounds that they might be uh, suffering with or from, then uh, then, we, then we can provide the provide the answer if, if we listen first. Yeah. Yeah, I think listening is so important. You know, and then and the other piece of listening is trusting in God because Jesus says, you know, they're saying, hey, where are you staying? Where are you staying, Jesus? You want to know. You know, is it a kingdom? Is it a big throne? Where are you staying? What's in it for me? Now, Jesus says to each one of us, no, no, come and you will see. Jesus is always inviting us on the journey to follow him, not lead, follow. Hmm. And then that's a blind faith. He may take us into a hospital room. He may take us where we don't want to go. He certainly went hmm. where perhaps in his humanity he didn't want to go. He cried that out in the, to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will be done, is the total surrender of trusting God. So along with listening is that trust that we're going to follow Jesus where he wants to take us because he's taken us there not just for us, but for the people he's going to bring into our lives through that interaction, through that moment at, at, at a mini market or that moment at church or that moment at the at the company you work at. So for me, you know, that come and you will see the end goal of my life is eternity united with Christ. Mm. That's it. If I focus on that, then every day I should be walking that path. Every day I should recognize I'm one step closer to home. I'm one step closer to that eternal unity with God. That's it. If I focus on that, then Lord, use me for your purpose. I want to surrender to his will. And then I love the example of John here because these disciples were his. They were were his boys, his compadres. But you see, John didn't hold on to them. He had them with open hands. And when he saw Jesus, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. And John's disciples went to Jesus. John pointed them to Jesus. Too many times, and it can happen to pastors, it can happen to priests, it can happen to leaders, it can happen to parents, it can happen to a lot of people. They want to become the source. They want to become the answer. They want to become the figure of notoriety. No, no, no. We always must be pointing people to Christ. We are used by Christ. We are invitations to get to know Christ. But we're messengers. We're messengers. And we get that confused, then the enemy's got a portal into our hearts Mm. that can be used to pull us off the path and to steer other people wrong. And just get back to the the what are you looking for question. As we we give ourselves a chance just to be with people, and I had the, the pleasure of hearing from a young lady who was in the Ukraine for 17 months, and she was with a mission, and the mission's entire goal was just to be with the most forgotten, the, the ones who were hurting the most. And she was in the Ukraine for 17 months, living in community, living a life of prayer, daily holy hour, daily rosary, liturgy of the hours, daily mass. So she was being fueled by the Eucharist, and then she was just there to be, to be. 
to these people. So God has given me these opportunities to to hear this this ministry of the moment. And and the word that I, I circle here was found, right? So as we're listening to people's story, everybody's looking for something. Everybody's looking for happiness. There are some people looking for, looking for peace, looking for security, looking for comfort, right? So here it says, we found the Messiah. So they were actively looking for the Messiah. And even if someone said that we're meeting with doesn't say that they're looking for Jesus, they're looking for something, right? They're trying to find something. So if we give ourselves the time, give people the time to tell their story, then we can see well, what, what they're truly looking for, right? And here that, they, you know, they found the Messiah. So we can help people. Um, we can introduce people to pure joy if they're looking for joy, pure happiness if they're looking for happiness, pure peace if they're looking for peace, pure love if they're looking for love. All right, so what are we looking for? And we found it, right? So praise God, David and Rick and, and I, you know, through God's grace, we found the Messiah. We found the good news. We found the answer. And, uh, and, and there's a world that's out there starving for that, uh, for that answer. So um, with haste, we should take him, take him everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, I was reflecting on a little story of man, because I, I suffered for... Uh, addiction to pornography for many, many years of my life till the Lord set me free about 10 years ago. And this man I've known for, oh my, probably about seven, eight years now, knew my story. But it took him about eight years to have courage one day to leave me a message that he too suffered from that and he asked for help. Hmm. And so I listened and then I offered counsel. And the counsel was Christ is the answer. And here's the steps that you need to take to be set free. But the choice was his. Go to confession. Get get clean. Confess it. God knows all your sins. You're hiding it from yourself. Confess it. Use that great sacrament and stay clean. If you've got to go every two to three weeks, every week, go and stay clean. If you fall, don't beat yourself up. Go and ask for forgiveness. Ask for God for the strength. And then receive that grace and and celebrate the victories over it. And I said, and then you have the opportunity to go to daily mass. Go, go, be with the Lord. Let him fuel you. Let him fill you. I said, and, and, and that's how you can, he said, because I don't want to hurt my wife anymore. Mm-hmm. And I watched this beautiful man transform, transform to where he's now a light and living and dancing. And I see he and his wife in church. and I'm like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. But what did I do? I put him to Christ. Christ is the Lamb of God. Christ is the Savior. Christ is the Messiah. He is the answer, Rob. And so when we get, but then, again, this man has free will choice. I said, look, I can't fix you. But this is what the Lord had me do that helped me be set free. Because, again, God's going to answer our prayer to break free from an addiction, but it's going to require us to discipline ourselves to walk out the answer to that prayer, Mm. which is our response to the invitation. Get clean in confession. I can't can't say it enough. Get clean. Get free. Stay clean. You fall, go back. Go back. It's not once a year. Every week, every two weeks, every three weeks, as often as you need, because God wants to keep you a clean vessel of his living water of hope. And then God will use your past to help bring other people to his son Jesus. It's beautiful. It's the body of Christ at work. So it just remembered that story, Rob, as you were you were sharing that. And, and Dave, you mentioned clean vessel this, this past week at our our parish. Our parish school had a, a school mass, 
And one of the local Catholic high schools came in with their choir. And his choir came. They were beautiful. They had probably 40, 50 kids. The choir director was playing the piano. The president of the school was, uh, was strumming the guitar and, and, and getting involved. It was awesome. And one of the songs that they sang when the, the kids were bringing up the gifts was the song Sanctuary. And I never heard it before. It's a beautiful, it's a, a channel most where you're just saying the same things over and over again. It's, uh, uh, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Mm. So you're talking about a clean vessel. And it's funny that um, you know, these kids are saying that a lot of young kids were there, you know, kindergarten through eighth grade. And one, one boy after mass said, why were we singing a, about being the room that the priest gets dressed in? I was like, what do you mean? That song that we were singing? You know, he was singing sacristy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, good. And, and you, good to ask a question. He's like, yeah, I asked Kristen next to me. And she's like, yeah, I think it is the room. I said, good thing you asked the question. There were that you knew you needed to ask. But next time you want to make sure you ask the question to the person that can give you the answer. I said, do you know what the sanctuary is? And we started talking about what, where in the church is the sanctuary, the altar, the tabernacle. And I led him there. I said, well, who's in the tabernacle? Jesus. Jesus is alive, right? Yes. Is the tabernacle alive? No. So what are we singing here? What are we praying? With thanksgiving, I'll be a living, living. sanctuary Absolutely. for you. Say, like, oh, our heart. Yes. Right? So when you're talking about being a clean vessel, that song is so beautiful, so beautiful. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. So then we take, we accept him into our hearts. And then I, I was talking to a bunch of the kids at this point. I said, if you do that and you are that living sanctuary and you go to, and you invite Jesus in, then you go to basketball practice. Where's Jesus going? Basketball practice. You invite him in. You're the living sanctuary. You're going to go to play practice. Where's Jesus going? Play practice. You're going home. Where's Jesus going? He's going home. You're going to your friend's house. Where's Jesus going? Your friend's house. But he's waiting for you to invite him in. He wants to be he wants to reside in you, in, in, in you as a living sanctuary, right? So, Lord, please help us to be those clean vessels, right, so we can be living sanctuaries. Absolutely. And we know we read about um, the Word became flesh. John's Gospel, I believe, starts with that. The Word became flesh. Well, the Word was the Old Testament, but then we, of course, with Jesus' life, we have the New Testament, so we have the Bible. Well, Jesus infleshes the Word. He makes it real. You know, he brings the Word to people through his in his humanity, but with God flowing through him. So for us, when we enflesh the Word of God, we hear it at Mass, we read it in the Bible, and we enflesh it, we become those vessels, those, you know, those tabernacles with Christ living in us. We're taking Christ to the needy. And I, again, I'm back to the sentence, come and you will see, my life today, every day of my life is a great adventure. And if we have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, you will be amazed how God will use you every day, all different ways to bring his son to someone in need, to enflesh the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Gospel means good news. Good news. You know, I'm just thinking, I went to a, 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 a place to get gas early in the morning this week, and I saw a man smoking a cigarette outside, and I said to my friend, I said, oh man, that's, that's such a bad addiction. I feel sorry for that man. As I got closer, I recognized him as a man I had known 25 years ago. And this man had a hollowed out eyes and was a dead man walking, no life in him, no joy. And he said, hi, Dave. I said, hey, how you doing? And I listened. Not too good. Mm. 
I told my buddy, I said, hey, do you mind going in and get the paper for me? I'm, I'm just going to stay out here a little bit. So I asked him, what's up? He told me his story. And I told him I pray for him. And I gave him my card. I said, hey, text me your number. I'll try and help you. But taking that time, Rob, to listen, mm. to be Christ for that man. When I told him I'd pray for him, he knew I meant it. And this little spark of hope lit up inside of this man. And I remember him 25 years ago. He was jovial and mm. bubbly and filled with life and interacting with the kids. And beautiful man. But the world had sucked the life out of him. Out of him. And he needed that breath of the Holy Spirit flowing through me at that moment in time. And so now the opportunities for him, if he does text me his number, let's get together. Come be fed at a gospel reflection group. Come and experience, well, how, how can I help you? And listen to his story. Because in people, if they don't realize that you truly care, they really don't care yeah. what you have to say. Amen. They got to see you in flesh that truth. And live it in your life. Yeah, and then you're, and, and God willing, if he does call, you're going to give him options and ideas and, and opportunities to replace what he was using to yes. fill the hole yes. with Jesus. All right, because if we're ever, you know, we, most of us have probably been in that hollowed out state at one point in time or another, you know, just lonely or just, you know, distraught, whatever, right? Because we're, we're searching, we're searching for. For things, and we're and we're using means, and and we're, we're grasping at things that aren't going to fill the hole that that is so empty. So we need to replace it with Jesus, right? So whatever addiction we're talking about, or whatever lifestyle, or whatever behavior that we think is going to yield the fruit of, of of peace and love and joy, and it ain't happening, we need to replace with Jesus. We can't just stop doing what we're doing, right? If it's if it's bad stuff that's not yielding the joy, we don't just stop and and stay void. We need to stop and then replace what we were doing with Jesus. You know, when I was gambling, thinking that was going to be fun and mm-hmm. fill me up, if I just stopped gambling, I would I would be replacing it with something else. But through God's grace, I replaced it with Jesus. Yeah, and, so and, and so you're the, offering that replacement. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the greatest ways that we as Catholic Christians can replace that with Jesus is get clean a confession, Amen. go to the sacrament, and then this statement, Lamb of mm. God, this title, Jesus is the sacrificial lamb in the Old Testament, that they they ate all of it. So now Jesus, when he says he's the bread of life, he is really. When he broke the bread and blessed it, he became that bread. We have the opportunity to receive the Eucharist every day as Catholics, just about any church, any Catholic church in the country, we can receive Jesus who is God into us. He can impregnate us, course through our body, and we are what we eat. We take Jesus into the world. Do we realize the invitation that God has given us in the gift of his Son as a Lamb of God? You know, Rob, as I was looking at this, one of the key things of this gospel is the humility of John. With open hands... He lets his due disciples, he leads them to Christ and says, behold the Lamb of God. So that humility of John, you know, always resonates in my heart. And so there's a beautiful prayer in our little prayer book, Rob, called the Litany of Humility. Do you mind mm. leading us in that prayer? And let's, let's let the Lord work in our hearts because, again, the stepping stones are humility on the pathway to heaven. Amen. Amen. So for those of you who have 
not listened or prayed the Litany of Humility it might be a, a difficult one at first, but it's, uh, it is a gift, the prayer of Litany of Humility. So let us pray. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear, hear me. me. From the desire of being esteemed, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. me. From the desire of being loved, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the desire of being acclaimed, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the desire of being honored, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the desire of being praised, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the desire of being preferred, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the desire of being consulted, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the desire of being approved, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the desire of being valued, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. me. From the fear of being humbled, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the fear of being despised, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the fear of being dismissed, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the fear of being rejected, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the fear of being defamed, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the fear of being forgotten, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the fear of being ridiculed, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From the fear of being wronged, Lord Jesus, free me. From the fear of being suspected, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. From resenting that my opinion is not followed, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus, free me. That others will be loved more than I, Lord, Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will be esteemed more than I, Lord, Lord Jesus, make, make this my prayer. That others will increase in the opinion of the world while I diminish. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will be chosen while I am set aside. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will be praised while I am overlooked. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. That others will be preferred to me in everything. Lord Jesus, make this my prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, though you were God, You humbled yourself to the extreme of dying on the cross to set an enduring example to the shame of my arrogance and vanity. Help me to learn your example and put it into practice so that, humbling myself in accordance with my loneliness here on earth, you can lift me up to rejoice forever in heaven. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website, or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, 
May God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.